Welcome everyone to Be Better Betters. I'm the host, Spanky. Thanks for listening. This week on Be Better Betters, I want to talk about betting responsibly and being a responsible gambler and the ethics behind that um, when it comes to payment. Um, both from the better side and the bookmaker side. I never thought I would make an episode like this, but, you know, I just recently went through a little bit of, uh, you know, of a slow pay. And, um, and you know, it happens It happens a lot. You know, it happens to all of us. So I think it's important to kind of go and, and, and you know, I, to, to, to talk about the perspective, what's right, what's accepted in the business, what's wrong, what's completely wrong, and, and how to do the right thing. And I know this might sound like, oh, this is pretty obvious. Um, but it's, you know, if it was obvious, then nobody would ever be stiff. Nobody would ever be slow paid. And the world would be perfect. So I think it's obvious to most, but maybe it isn't. Um, so I said, you know what? Let me share my insights and my opinion on how um, payments and stuff like that should be handled. You know, in the credit world, in the sports betting world, in, in the credit world, everything's done in a handshake or an agreement. So if you're a player and you agree against the bookmaker, if you win, you want to get paid. If you lose, you pay. Same thing as the bookmaker. You book, you, you're booking bets, and uh, if the players win, you pay them. If they lose, you expect to be paid. It's just so basic and so obvious, but um, sometimes there's hiccups along the way. So... Um, Let's look at it from every perspective and whether somebody owes and, and, and whether uh, somebody uh, needs to collect. So first off, let's talk about the better that owes, okay? And we've all been there. You know, and this is the majority of the time. This is the majority of the stiffs that happen in the business. Usually, it's the better stiff in a bookmaker. Sometimes the better might get a little bit over his head, might be behind the eight ball, might be up against it had a rough go, kind of bet a little bit too much, you know, has a $5,000 credit for the week or whatever it is, 10000 and he winds up tapping himself out, maybe gets a little extra credit, and he winds up just betting and just loses everything. And, oh, my God, you know, this could be somebody I'm talking, you know, that's listening to this podcast right now. You guys might have been there. And it's like, oh, my God, how did this happen to me? Um, I can't believe this happened to me. Now, in the post-up world... There's nothing you could do. Everything. This is not in the post-up world where, in reg, with the regulated bookmakers, you got to put the money up front. So whatever the money is there, if you lose it, you lose it. But again, this is the credit world. So there's the right way to do things and the wrong way to do things. Now, if you're a better and you lose, there's several options you could take. The first option you could take is you could say, you know what, I'm not paying. The bookmaker makes enough money, you might try to justify it. The bookmaker makes enough money, you know what, he doesn't need me, you know, uh, he's got to forgive me, uh, you know, I, I uh, you know, I deserve a pass. And that right there is complete bullshit, okay? You're an asshole. You're a piece of garbage if you're not going to pay your bookmaker. But Spanky, I got a gambling problem. You know what, that doesn't give you an excuse and that doesn't give you a way out of your obligation to pay your debt. You're a big boy, or a big girl if you're listening, 
and you placed those bets and you lost. If you would have won those bets, you would have expected to be paid, right? So stop it. Cut the bullshit out. You do the right thing. And you pay the bookmaker. Now, the bookmaker understands. He's had several customers like you in the past. Guys that bet over their head and everything like that. So you can, don't ever completely, you can never completely stiff the bookmaker. Don't do that. If you do that, you're a piece of garbage. And again, most likely nothing's going to happen to you. But you might, you know, mess around with the wrong bookmaker. Again, this is an unregulated environment. I don't condone any violence whatsoever. But there's guys that, you know, this is, this is the underworld. If you mess with the wrong guy, um, it might not be good. So don't do that. Treat others the way you want to be treated. When you win, you want to collect. When you lose, you should pay. So as a better, the bookmaker understands... And he understands that people, you know, are, are, you know, they bet with the, they bet over their heads. So the first thing you should do, if you can't afford to pay the bookmaker right away, is an option is to say, listen, I, I just got a little bit, you know, over my head. Can I please make a payment plan? Can you give me a couple of weeks? And there is no bookmaker that I know of that's gonna say, nah, sorry, you gotta pay it all, nah. At bookmakers are understanding, at least the professional ones, they understand that, you know, at, when you're at the professional level, if you're a professional better, this doesn't happen, you just pay. But again, if you're just a regular guy and you lost, make a pay, get on a payment plan with your bookmaker. And the bookmaker is going to completely understand. Now, you can really go above and beyond if you have to sell some stuff and you have to do this. You know, I know it, it sounds like, damn, I can't believe you're advising somebody to sell their house. I'm not saying that, but still. If you got to do do whatever you can to do the right thing. You know, don't be one of these people that build up credit card debts, that build up all these debts and claim bankruptcy. And, and, you know, it's not an honorable thing to do. You know, at the end of the day, in anything that you do, you want to be honorable. You always want to pay your debts. And the bookmaker, just because he might have a lot of money, he might be successful, it doesn't matter. That's like you go into a Walmart and you say, you know what, I'm going to steal a Coke. I'm going to steal a bottle of Coke. They're not going to give a shit. And you know what? It's not going to do anything to them. But still, it's the wrong thing to do. Don't do the wrong thing. Do the right thing. If you own that Walmart, you wouldn't want people doing that. So you got to do. You got to live by doing the right thing. Like I, I can't. You know, I know it sounds so basic, but it just doesn't click to some people. Now, if you do get on a payment plan with the bookmaker, um. You can't tell the bookmaker, hey, listen, if I pay half right now, can I still bet? You know, <laughs> that that's that's insane. You want to be able to pay off the debt in full because you can't expect the bookmaker to extend your credit when you didn't pay in full. You know, that's like, you know, going to a Nordstrom or a suit place and, and you're stealing a suit and then, you know, you ask the storage manager if you could return the pants just the pants, and if you could still shop there, you know, no, you return the whole suit, and then you show that you did the right thing, and you pay for the suit, or you return it, whatever you do, and then you can play, and then you can shop, you just always do the right thing, don't expect the bookmaker to make, you know, special, uh, honor special requests and all this, no, just, you know, you're lucky to find the bookmaker that pays you, that's the most important thing, to find the bookmaker that's honorable, that pays you on time, that, you know, treats your customers with respect and, and all that, so treat him with respect, do the right thing. 
Now, let's go on the other side of that coin. A bookmaker who's old. Okay? So listen, if you're a bookmaker, you're old money by your players, and I don't have to tell you this, but look, you know, if, if you're a bookmaker that's old money, most likely you're operating illegally, right? Because you would have made them post up if it was regulated. So be nice. Don't be an asshole. You know, the days are gone. People are not breaking kneecaps. None of that shit. Just be nice. You don't, you know, you always want to keep it within the bookmaking realm. You never want to get into extortion. You never want to get into violence. Because when you do something like that, that's when the law starts saying, okay, this is beyond bookmaking. And now they get, you know, their chomps get a little bit excited, you know. But if you just keep a bookmaking, it's honestly, you know, in this day and age, I don't know if there's going to be much of a bother. I'm not trying to condone illegal bookmaking by any means. If anybody's listening, look at Spanky. He's advising bookmakers to operate. And no, I'm not advising anybody. I don't think anybody should do anything illegal. I'm just talking about the current landscape as it is. There are thousands of illegal bookmakers out there. And I'm just saying, advising if any illegal bookmakers listen out there how to operate correctly. And the way you operate is you put your players on payment plans. If you can, you understand that you never resort to violence. And you could be like Joe, the, the late great Joe Vito, the gentleman bookmaker. If the guy can't play, you just say, all right, no problem, thank you, and you just never book him again. That's it. That's just part of it. Laydowns or as a bookmaker are part of the business. You try to avoid them as much as possible, but you have to understand they're part of it. You have that edge, you have that vig, and you know, with enough of a customer base, laydowns is just part of it and you just accept it. Alright. Now we're gonna talk about the ver the, the used to be very rare occurrence of now the bookmaker owing the player. And the player now being owed by the bookmaker. You know, when I was coming up in a business, a bookmaker going bankrupt or a bookmaker owing a player made headlines. This was one of those things which like, oh my God, that bookmaker's going out of business. I can't believe it. Oh my God, that bookmaker's... Re bookmaker's always paid players. It was just a given. You talk about back in the 70s, 80s, 90s, before my time, you would, it would just not happen. You'd never hear of such a thing. Bookmaker's always paid. If you listen to my Chris Bruno interview, Chris Bruno was an, uh, a, a retired bookmaker. His mentor, Dana, the way they met was Dana went and was selling his Jaguar. He went to go sell his car to pay a player. Let me repeat that for any bookmaker out there that's trying to stiff their customers. Because if you're a bookmaker that's trying to stiff your customers, you're a piece of shit. This guy, Dana, sold his Jaguar, sold his car in order for the player to be made right. This is what a bookmaker is. This is the honor, the integrity, the prestige. Even though it was an illegal bookmaker, it's still, this is what it's all about. This is how you operate. You have an ethics code. You have an honor code that you are the bookmaker. You recognize that you have that edge. Um, you have that vig working for you. I don't give a shit if the player is sharp as, as, as a nail or sharp as a marble. doesn't matter. You pay him on time, in full, always. And for a bookmaker to do anything less, anything less, is completely unacceptable. Completely unacceptable. Your operation, if you can't play your plays, your operation is a rinky-dink operation. You're a piece of shit person. You think that, oh yeah, I could just get this per head side and write business and, you know, I could just print money. 
and you are you are bringing a bad reputation, a bad name to the title of bookmaker. You're a piece of garbage. I hope you get hit by a bus. You're an asshole. And I and, and listen. I I know it sounds a little harsh, but bookmakers not paying players should never happen. And honestly, it was so rare. And back in the day when it did happen. The bookmakers didn't just run away. A lot of them would ask other bookmakers, listen, can you please, the one thing I want to do is I want to make sure my plays are taken care of. Can you buy my customers out? Can you work out a deal? Because the bookmakers, you know, even though they, the, the players might have had to roll over their money or do something, they still would have at least a chance to get their money back to do something right. In this day and age, because of all these college bookmakers, and not just college bookmakers, a lot of these other kids, so many these guys, they act as if they have a license to steal, and they think that, okay, I'm just going to book, and if I win, I collect, but you know what, if I lose, nah, I'm not going to pay. And what's the play going to do, they might say, you know what I mean? So so they act as if, um, and it's unbelievable, this is the type of shit you're, you're, you know, you're operating illegally, you know, you, you want to do, you should do the right thing, whether or not you're legally or illegally, it doesn't matter. Do the right thing, and I—it's I, happening so much more often than it's ever was. How the, the dishonor in this industry on how, when it comes to paying and collecting, this is the crux of our industry. It's the backbone. Everything is based on paying and collecting. When when you win, you get paid. When you lose, you pay. It's real simple. Now, some of the players, they might get it. You know, they might be up against it. They might be over their head. So you give them a little bit of a pass. Again, not not a full pass. You work out a payment plan. You work them out. But as a bookmaker, you stiff your players. What a piece of garbage! You should not be operating in this business. Tuh, I spit on you. You're garbage. Now, let's talk about players being stiffed by bookmakers. Now you're a player and you're old. We'll flip the coin around. And this is the position that sometimes I'm in. Okay, now what do you do? How, what, 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 what actions can you take? Okay, again, you never resort to violence. You never resort to threats. None of that shit, okay? This is not uh, Sopranos. This is not a, a mob day. Not a mob. No, no, no. We're in, the 20, you know, in 2021. You want to try to, even though we're unregulated, you act like a civilized human being. First, you talk to the bookmaker. You say, "Listen, what are you talking? Why are you not paying me?" You know, and and they'll give you every excuse in the world. And the, the one the one thing I always tell every bookmaker, you know, they might say, "Oh, but wait a minute, you were using a robot." Okay, I've heard I've heard that excuse not to pay. Uh, no, nope, it was sharp work. You know, I don't I don't pay sharp action. That's another excuse I've heard. You know, and and all these things obviously they hold no water. They hold no weight because you. I always say, I'm like, listen, if the bets would have lost. You would have expected me to pay you, correct? And of course, everybody's going to say yes. So, if the bets would have lost, you wanted me to pay you. If the bets win, which they have because you owe me money, you should pay me. And it's that simple. Betting with a robot, which a lot of these guys are like, oh my god, the robot. Robots, you know, they think that's cheating or that I can't believe you're doing that. Robot betting is not a method to be able to alter the outcome of the game. It's not a method to be able to place a bet after the game started. It's only a method to be able to bet as many places as fast as possible. That's all it is. 
there is nothing wrong with using a robot to bet or using an automated system to bet. Who cares? There's places like a Pinnacle or a Chris or other places, a Betfair or whatever, that they have APIs, that they have programs saying, please, use a robot to bet with us. We want you to do that. Okay? So there's nothing wrong with that. And a lot of these bookmakers today, a lot of these, I call them dressmakers, or they try to make excuses not to pay, they'll cite, oh, you used a robot. That's bullshit. Okay? Please. Because robot or not, it doesn't matter. The, the game, I'm not changing the outcome of the game. I'm betting just like anybody else. Instead, though, I have to bet, you know, th- for myself, I have to bet thousands of places at one time. Or if anybody else that's a professional that's wanted to bet thousands or hundreds or whatever, they have to get down fast. And that's it. That's all it is. I've heard the thing. I've, I've had every excuse in the book. I've had one guy a long time ago tell me your winning wagers uh, are canceled and you're losing bet stand, <laughs> which is absolutely insane. Um, you know, you, you can't believe the shit I've heard. But, you know, and, and that's why today, you know, some guy says, oh, you didn't, I didn't know this was going to be sharp. So believe it or not, I've now ingrained it in myself that when I take an account from a bookmaker, if I'm going to a bookmaker directly, I just have it ingrained in me to say, hey, listen, um, I expect to win here, and I think I'm going to win. I like to bet, and I think I'm going to win. And um, so this way, if I ever hear that bullshit excuse line, oh, wait a minute, I didn't know you were going to win. You know, you're supposed to lose. I always could say, actually, I actually told you I think I'm going to win. You know, and it's such a stupid line to have to say to these idiots. But what happens that they, they're always trying to make an excuse not to pay. Tugboat, who's a mentor of mine, who's a well-known retired bookmaker, always told me, this was, you always try to make the excuse to pay. No matter what. If, you, if there's a 1% reason to pay and 99% reason to not pay you pay always and that's how he is because he is honorable and 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 once you have that ingrained in you and you understand that mentality you always want to pay um so if you're the player now you know and and that's the thing first off you talk to the bookmaker and you tell him listen like i said if the bets would have won if the bets would have lost you would have been paid in full you know that so i expect to be paid in full now, a lot of bookmakers like to, I've heard them try to make deals. How about if I give you half? Fuck you. I'm not taking half. Okay? If I would have lost, would you want it half or would you want to get paid in full? You would have wanted to be paid in full. So I want to be paid in full also. It's real simple. Like, you know what I mean? Just do the right thing. And, and you know, a lot of these, a lot of these, they're, they're, they're not, they're jokers, you know, these bookmakers. Um, so, you know, they just don't do the right thing. It's just not ingrained in them. So as a player, what's the next step now? Now, you can't file a lawsuit as much as it would be nice to file a lawsuit. It's tough to do so, although there's some guys that, you know, that, that say you still can. But, you know, listen, this is an unregulated environment. I think if you go to a judge and say, listen, judge, I was playing with BetXYZ.com, and a bookmaker stiffed me, the judge is like, why are you playing with this guy? This is unregulated. You know, you shouldn't be playing with a guy like that. What do you expect? So most likely a judge is not going to care. So what else can you do? It's not much you can do, except you can, you know, and, and this is the, the the method I take. You know, 
I, you know, most of the time, if the bookmaker's if the bookmaker's small, there's nothing I could really do. But if the bookmaker's prominent enough, the only method I have, what else do I have to collect my money, is public humiliation, public shame, to do something to the bookmaker to say, listen, you have no given that you just stiffed me or given that you just did the wrong thing, you should have no right to operate in this business. To hold the title, the prestigious title of bookmaker, you have just lost that right. You should not be operating. And I'm going to do everything in my power to be able to publicly humiliate you. I'll put your name out there. I'll put your website. I'll do whatever I can because this is the only means I have. First, I would try to talk to mutual friends to try to convince you to pay. I would try to just tell you, listen, it's, it's you know, the right move is to pay here. But, again, if you can't do that, you know, there should be one of these guys on Twitter has a, a thing where he lists all the stiffs, and that's a great idea, to be able to have a list of bookmakers, and players for that matter, that are stiffed, that have not done the right thing in the past, and if we have that list, and if it's verified that that list is accurate, because you don't want to just be able to have anybody be able to add a name to that list, you want to make sure that that list is verifiable, it's accurate, you've talked to both parties, um, and then if somebody gets on that list, like a wall of shame type thing or whatever, this might entice them to do the right thing, because listen, if I'm an illegal bookmaker, um, I don't want my name out there that I don't pay, um, and again, for the per head guys that are listening, and this is important because a lot of these per head offices down there, um, all they care about is making the money, you know, and they'll just say, listen, you know, we charge per head, we just do the customer service, you know, if the bookmaker doesn't pay you, that has got nothing to do with us, but, you know, I think that's, I think that's a, 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 a not the right approach, um, to say it lightly, I think that the these guys, you know, if, if I was running a per head office and I would straight up, I would before I would have any of the bookmakers sign up with me, if I was running a per office, I'm like, listen, I don't condone not paying your customers. Okay, I'm not gonna tell you how to run your business, but if I find customers calling me and telling me this guy didn't pay me, I don't give a shit how much you're paying per head. I don't care how much money. I will not write your business. Go take your bullshit somewhere else. And if that happens, I would share that name with my other per head, even though it's a again, this is in a utopia. It's a perfect world where the per head guys would share names with others, and no, it wasn't as cutthroat as it is. But in the perfect world, you would kind of tell them, "Hey, listen, don't write this guy," and 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 and, and that guy should have nowhere to go because you keep that garbage out of the business. Um, and you would hope that one day that would happen, but it's, I don't think we're there yet. So, you know, a public shame list, doing something um, to, try to, in, to try to make the bookmaker do the right thing. Now, you know, listen, that's, it, it, it's pretty rare. Listen, I rarely, rarely get stiffed, and if it is, it's going to be, you know, it's, it's not that big amount. I usually do my due diligence. But if that moment comes, if you do happen, if, if you do get stiffed as a player, reach out. And, 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 you know, reach out to myself or reach out to anybody. I'm happy to help um, with anybody. I'm happy to make a phone call to, to, to the Costa Rican, the, my, my contacts down there or whoever it is, because I think every player should be paid because it's just, it's disgusting. I can't believe how many time how much um, bookmaker stiffing players ha has happened. It's just, it's incredible. And the reason being, of course, is because anybody could be a bookmaker today. Anybody could just go to, you know, the per head sites and just sign up and, you know, send a couple of hundred bucks and have 10 or 20 accounts ready to give out. And that's it. Here's the website. Here's your account number, password, go get them. So it's, 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 it's just insane how, um, you know, how easy it is and the barrier to entry in the 
the bookmaking field is, um, you know, is it, just there, there is no barrier anymore. Anybody could do it. So that that that's what stinks about that. So in closing, and I know you know, kind of long-winded here. No matter what happens, player, bookmaker, I know we're going to go back around to what I said in the beginning. Do the right thing. Do the right thing. Do what mom always said. Treat others the way you want to be treated. If, you, if, if you're a player, be careful. Always bet what you could afford to lose. Don't bet too much that you're going to have to take out a mortgage, an extra mortgage or that you're going to have to sell something. No, be, be easy. And I, I know gambling addiction, listen, if somebody's addicted, and again, I don't want to, you know, I, I kind of, I, I, I made a little bit of a joke before, but if you're addicted, let's say you have a gambling addiction as a player, that's okay. Go to Gamblers Anonymous. Tell the bookmaker, listen, I have a gambling addiction. I'm going to pay you off. Here's a good faith payment. This is very important. Always make a good faith payment. Let's just say you owe 5000 Say, listen, here's 2500 Here's 3000 The other two is coming. Give me, just a, give me just a few weeks to just sort it out, and then I'll pay you maybe a nickel a week after that. You do something so that, you know, a good faith payment on 5000 is not $300. No. You want to always pay at least half. You want to show that you're serious. And every bookmaker will work out, and then you tell them, listen, I'm going to Gamblers Anonymous right now. I'm, uh, you know, and you show him, show some proof. The bookmaker wants to work with you. Okay, every respectable bookmaker out there wants to work with the player. You show him, listen, it's tough. I, I, I'm addicted. I can't help myself. And and but at the same time, don't say that. And then the next sentence, say, hey, can you put me back on? I really want to bet this Monday night game. No, 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 no. Cut it out. If you're addicted, you're addicted. Stop. Pay your debts. And listen, I know if you pay it off, the bookmaker, if you want to come back, the bookmaker's not going to say no. But if you're addicted, you honestly should just relax, take a deep breath, and know that, you know what, find happiness in other avenues. Um, because gambling addiction is real, it's serious, and, and although I was joking about it before, I was joking about it in the context of trying to make that as an excuse to not pay. You know, no matter what, you still always got to pay as a player, you know, if you're losing better. So, but but still, you know, make a good faith payment and do the right thing. Treat others the way you want to be treated. I hope this wasn't a, a duh type episode, but it hit, it, it just, it, 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 it hits me in my heart and I just had something recently happen to me. So I said, you know what, let me just explain how the business works and what the right thing to do is ethically, what the wrong thing to do when it comes to payment. You know, as a player or as anybody... I always pay on Monday. I am always available to pay on Monday. Whether I, when I lose, I don't have, and this is something, this is for a bookmaker. I, you know, I learned this from Wally Monday, who was a bookmaker that I used to play with. He paid on Monday. That's why his name is Wally Monday. Okay? As a bookmaker, when you pay your players on Monday, that shows incredible strength. Why? Because that shows your players you do not have to collect from losing players to pay winning players. You're not running a circus, a juggling act. You actually pay the customers first, and then you then you could collect. You know, usually bookmakers collect a little later in the week. Me, I always pay on Monday, but honestly, I expect to collect on Monday as well, as a player. You know what I mean? Because bookmakers, and and, and that's the thing. You set a precedent. Every time I have a new betting partner, if I lose right away Monday morning, where do you want it? How can I pay you? If I'm dealing with a bookmaker, how can I pay you? You always and you make the first contact. You know what I mean? There's so many guys out there. I can't. I can't tell you that if if they owe you, 
you won't hear from them. They, you know, those Monday night, maybe Tuesday. But if you owe them Monday 9 a.m., hey, what's going on, Spank? Hey, you, uh, how do you want to take care of that? You know what I mean? We try to beat them to it. I'll try to hit them up Monday 8 a.m. saying, hey, I got you. Where do you want you? Where do you want the money? So it's so important to take that first step and try to live. And again, this isn't a perfection world. This is the professional world where I try to strive for. I'm not always perfect. I try to always make arrangements on Monday. But I always try to make arrangements, at least make arrangements, if not always pay on Monday. This is how a professional should operate. And anybody that's listening to this, if you want to be a better, better, if you want to be a responsible, better, you want to be paying on Monday. You do that and you set that and you always pay your bookmaker on Monday when it's time to collect. Believe me, you're on top of that list. You're on top of that list to be paid as early as possible, hopefully on Monday as well. I want to end the podcast with a story that I think ties everything together. It's a real story that my buddy witnessed. I obviously won't be mentioning his name. It's about two wise guys. Let's call them Fred and Bonnie from the Flintstones because we don't want to use real names. So Bonnie owed Fred $500. And he went up to Fred and he says, Listen, Fred, I'm sorry. I, I, I just can't come up with the money. It, it, I'm up against it, and uh, times are tough right now. Fred looked right at Barney and says, if you don't pay me my money, I'm going to kill you. Barney says, how could you say that to me? We've been friends for so long. Fred said, no, no, no. Don't mix friendships with business. I promise you, if you don't pay me that 500 I will kill you. Business is business. So Barney wind up making a few phone calls, doing whatever he had to do. A couple of hours later, he came with the money, handed Fred the 500 Fred took the money, and he says, Hey, listen, you're wearing a pretty beat-up suit. When's the last time you got a new suit? You plan on getting a new suit anytime soon? Barney says, I wish, like I told you. You know, times are tough. I'm up against it. Uh, eventually, though, I definitely got to get a new suit. Fred whipped out his water cash, peeled off $3,000, handed it to Barney and says, go buy yourself a nice suit. What's the moral of the story? Everybody got problems. I got problems, you got problems, he's got problems, she's got problems. The key is to never make your problems somebody else's problems. Be responsible. Do the right thing and pay your debts. If you want to conduct business the right way, never forget that business is business. Thanks so much for the time. Until next time.